Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 132. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. 132, we're in deep. Y'all have been here this entire, well, most of you have probably not been here this whole time, but for those of you who've been here since the beginning, don't know why you're still here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, that uh, <laughs> good start for people in the So, if you're new to Real Talk, keep it brief. This show is designed to be a place uh, for us to get together and talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between, and to give people out there, that's you, a forum and a platform to ask questions about God and the Bible and Christianity and our faith. Whether you're a Christian wondering, you know, having questions you've always been afraid to ask your pastor because maybe they're embarrassing or you just, you never got that opportunity. Uh, or you're someone out there who isn't a Christian, but you're you're uh, open to it and you're seeking and you're looking for a place that feels safe enough to ask those questions. And that's what we want this to be. Uh, at the end of the day, you know, we're not claiming to be God or anything like that, but I do Dude. promise you this, we will do our best uh, to take your questions seriously and to give you uh, our best direction on where to find answers if we don't have them. That's right, man. So that's it. That's Real Talk. Real Talk. Um, we are Maybe. 132 in. That's right, man. Shout out to our our fam. We got a lot of people last week. I, uh, we called out, <laughs> see if they still listened, and a lot of them did, and some of them didn't. And That's we, right. We caught and them. Now so, we know. So I know, like I believe Sierra and Emma and uh, Mandy mm-hmm. and Norman. That's right. And uh, boy, who else was on there? I know we got a message from Jill, old as I call her, Jellyfish. Yeah, Jellyfish. Like jelly. Anyway, uh, jellyfish. Anyway, Jill, uh, she used the link to send us a message saying, "Hey guys, I'm still here with you with a crazy face and a heart." Signed, Jill. Crazy face. You know the and one heart. that does with the tongue. Oh yeah, and eye. That's a so, good one. So thank you to you too, Jill. And I'm sure there's other people. I can't know who else we might be. Oh, Krista, of course. Norman. Um, I said Norman, but yep, Norman. Oh, did you see Norman? Uh, however, you know, even Jim popped on to say hi. So big Heck shout yeah. out to all those people. Thanks, everybody. Um, yeah, it's good to know you guys are still listening. Uh, and it's also good to know the traitors that left. <laughs> so We know, and we will never forget. Oh, I won't, because I <laughs> I don't know if no, Brandon did not. I think he did last week's, but he is not. So if you're out there going, who are all these people? Just ignore that. They're just people that we know have been fans of the show for a long time. We kind of gave them a hard time last week to see oh, if yeah. they're still on. That's right. So if you are here with us today, it's important for you to know this. I am terribly ill. Yeah, man, you've had a rough go. Yeah, so uh, in case someone is listening, long-term, long-time listeners, like, oh, my goodness, Todd, you sound strange. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> or you're new and going, that guy sounds strange. <laughs> um, yeah, so yesterday, I woke up, yesterday morning. <coughs> Excuse me, see, there you go. I woke up, and I had this, this I knew it was coming. That really dizzy feeling combined with uh, really just a lot of congestion oh, man. in my nose and eyes. So I went in and took, took my, my nasal corticosteroid. I don't want to give anyone, you know, brand names here. That's fair. Uh, nasal spray stuff, took, some, took my allergy stuff. And yeah. then what happened, the weirdest thing happened, and I told you this, is that I then went deaf in one ear pretty much. Yeah, man, you were worried all day. I just, I, I mean, word's a strong word, but yeah, I was worried I was sick. But <laughs> the, the thing about my, my ear, what didn't really worry me as much as it was just, I had never experienced that. So even when I was a kid, I never got ear, ear infections or earaches. Yeah, it's unsettling. Which, which is pretty, apparently common, and I never got them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as an adult man now, I am dealing with the, 
that feeling. And it's, what's crazy is, I don't know if, if you had these before. Yeah, I have. Okay. So what was weird was, is that it, it felt like the, the, the feeling that it was building pressure, but it was never going to stop. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like it never, and I'm going, Dude, there's no more room. Like you can't go. It's, any- yeah, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's, it, it's painful. It's like burst, yeah. Yes. So it's anyway, terrible. it kind of left there, went, went down to my, my ear. So wisely, I might add, I made a call, got a virtual doctor appointment. There you go. Talked to a guy, talked to him. He said, hey, you got a sinus infection? I knew that. I tend to get him twice a year. Never got the ear thing. He gives me an antibiotic. Everything's great. Go to get the antibiotic. Find out that due to, what was yesterday? Labor Day? Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Labor Day. Due to that, we, uh, or they closed it. They closed before I got the, That's right. the antibiotic. So I went all day, got it today. And uh, yeah, man. So it was a ride. Yeah, man. Still in recovery. it. Still in it. Oh, yeah. And, and actually, he says, I sound better now than I did two hours ago. Oh, way better. I smashed those two antibiotics. Yeah, man. The sinus infections, though, man, they're just nothing to play with, man, for real. Because those things will mess you up. You know, it's funny. I've, I'm starting to wonder, because I've told you this a couple of times, like, if I am just used to sinus, like, a form of sinus pressure all the time, because first off, if, if if you watch the show, you know I am I am almost deaf as is. I can't hear, <laughs> and I'll take it as when I hear somebody say something, I'll just sometimes spit out what I thought they said, and it's the more, sometimes it's the most ridiculous thing. But I can promise you, that's what I think I heard. <laughs> and so, and I've told Todd, you know, I've I've told him like, man, I just feel like I have this constant, you know mucus in my throat and it, i felt like that for like a year and a half like it's mm-hmm. it's been like this for ages mm-hmm. so i'm starting to wonder if i have some sort of like weird chronic you know congestion like allergies yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah because lately you know i have been doing better not 100 percent, but i have been better at taking allergy pills and such and it helps a What's little considered bit better like Let's see. So, like, Twice I've probably taken it like f- out of the last yeah. five days. I've probably had it like four. Strange that you chose five instead of a week. Yeah, I don't know why I did that either. <laughs> but, but anyway, no, because I missed but, those other two. T- you know what's interesting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Makes better statistics. So yeah. I'll tell you this, and I'm curious of any of our fans out there, um, or our, our friends out there, not fans of us, because who would be our fan? Oh my uh, gosh! But, but our friends, for real, out there listening, we know that we've got we've got some listeners from all across the country, mm-hmm. even other countries. Do you guys struggle? Are there certain times of the year that you have allergy issues that lead to this kind of stuff? We're in Indiana. Yep. And I'm telling you, it's very common allergies here. In fact, yes. a, a good friend of ours, his brother, moved from Indiana for the sole purpose of just the constant allergies and went out west and is doing a lot better. And yep. so Indiana's an interesting place. Same man. with my dad. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. My dad moved out west. And For he that reason? Or just uh, benefit? He just loves it out west, oh. but one of the benefits of it is he said, like, I, his allergies are not nearly as bad yeah. as they used to be. So I'm just curious about other people in other places. They deal with this. Or is this more of a Midwest thing? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> it's it's tough. So why did I tell you that? I don't know. Um, in case I do something weird, because I was telling the guys, the crew here, that the, the biggest symptom I'm having, honestly, the most annoying one, is that symptom, like, right, I'm having it as we speak, where you were in a dream world and kind of yes. kind of dazed and mm-hmm. confused a little bit, and oh, that's where I'm at. Uh, and that's uh, so uncomfortable, man. I've been there. Sorry you're feeling that way, for real, because that's just, it's hard to collect thoughts. It's hard to, you know, 
it's hard to really sometimes even function depending on how severe it is, man. You just kind of want to everything, like you said, you got that dizziness and the, your thoughts are just kind of hazy. And before you know it, like <laughs> three three hours have passed. Like, well, what? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, what happened? And then that's just my existence. So I get it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so <laughs> yeah, see the strength, yeah. So I just, dazed, I just dazed out. I just want you to know, you guys had a great time just now, and I wasn't here. I, I get it. I've been there. I get it. Sorry to everyone out there. I, no, it's okay. I was watching it. They were going to go. Why wasn't he caring? And I was over here going, huh? <laughs> and then I heard laughter and pulled me back. And <laughs> so that's the deal, guys. We're going to yes, try sir. something I haven't even told you guys. So I've been thinking. You know, the show started one way. Mm-hmm. I've been pondering lately the idea, and, I, and this is real talk, so none of this is scripted. Nope, not at all. We, you knew none of this was coming up. That's right. But I've been pondering the thought that, you know, we, we like to have fun. And for a long time, we used to do live, which got really silly. And, oh, yeah. But at the same time, I was like, man, maybe we need to become more serious in the sense of, um, you know, what our show is. And, and this, I don't know, just something I've been thinking as far as, like, I think – the fact that people really enjoy the questions, we've gotten a lot of that we're answering more questions. Is yeah. More proof that more than entertainment, right? Because you can get that anywhere. The yeah. I was looking for answers. Oof, that's really so, good, man. That's deep. So I just want you guys to know out there that you know, that's that's what we're we're committed to that, and that has been the heart behind it the whole time. So we'll see. That's good, man. That being said, man, anything you want to share with anyone before we move on about your life or anything in between all that? Um. So. I was kind of thinking, you know, we have, we always have, it's funny, we've had, I mean, for those of you who've listened for a long time, you guys have experienced this before, where sometimes we'll have just really good talks before we actually film and actually do all this, so sometimes it can feel like, man, had such a good talk that, you know, you almost wish you were filming just because of how good it was, and we kind of had one of those today, and it yeah. kind of, you know, I think there was a lesson that God was trying to show me in it. One, you know, I think I just... You just got to let people know how you feel. And, you know, that's hard sometimes. You know, for me, growing up, you know, I didn't, that was something I just didn't do. It's something my family didn't do. You know, and if anybody from my family listens, you know, I love you. That's just, we just didn't do that. So, <laughs> um, and, you know, it's funny because I try not to use that as an excuse, you know, and that's one of the, that's another random thing I feel like I'm trying to learn in life is the difference between excuses and, <coughs> and reasons. And it's something I'm still having a hard time identifying, mm. you know, because, you know, it's funny on the outside when you're, you know, when you're in other people's lives, you can you can usually tell the difference between an excuse and reason. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when it's your own life, you still have a hard time, and that's me. Um, and that's just me with anything when it comes to myself. So, um, yeah, I try not to use it as an excuse because you know, I am I am a man now, I'm not a you know I'm not a kid. <laughs> so I go, hey. You know, yes, that stuff can affect you, but you can also still make the conscious decision to like, hey, let's step out of that, you know, and that's what I want to do. So, and the reason why I bring that up is because I've realized that a big part of my life, you know, I can, I can come off to people as not caring or I can come off to people as not, you know, as being arrogant in the sense of, dude, like, because I'm not telling them how I feel or because, you know, I'm there's this weird sense of protection and not telling them how I feel <coughs> that can make them look like I can fail to see how that hurts people or that like doesn't make me understood. So then they just have to assume things. And I'm like, man, that's just so like, ah, that's, it's, it's frustrating because first off you lose yourself. 
You know, you lose your personality. You don't know who you are. Or you do. You just don't ever actually show people that because you're like, oh, I'm just trying to love others. And that's just not true because at the end of the day, you're not even loving them in that. You're not. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's something I'm, you know, that's a lesson I'm learning right now. Um, I thought the part, um, and if you don't want to go into this, you don't have to genuinely. Oh, go for it. But I think something that's interesting that I think would be interesting for people to hear out there is, you know, we're Christians, uh, pretty sold out. Yeah. Meaning that this is real to us. Yes. But you shared right before the show that you're in a weird place right now where you're, your prayer life feels like, you know, you're doing it out of honor and duty, but it's not, yeah. uh, it's not, doesn't feel like that relationship. When you read, you're not getting the same things out of it. Yes. So, you know, what's that like? And um, It you know, can. I mean, that you brought that up, or maybe even how long you've been noticing it. I've noticed this for a long time, man. It's one of those things where you feel like, you, you, you know, I'll get, okay, let me, let me not get too far ahead of myself. <clears throat> Yes, I, my prayer life, you know, when I first became a Christian, my prayer life was kind of weird because I didn't understand what prayer was, and the more I dove into it, the more I realized it's just a conversation with God, and mm. uh, I think lately, for a long time, you know, like you said, I've kind of done it out of an honor and a duty of like, this is what I do because I believe in this, but I think I my prayer life has almost felt empty in a way because I'm either just kind of going through the motions of like, yes, Lord, you know, please help us, protect us, which is true and real because I want that, but I'm not pouring my heart out to him, you know? Like, those are real concerns of mine, and those are real, like, things that I care about. And my heart is in, hey, God, please help us. Mm grow, help us, you know, like, please bring people here who need this, because I was one of them, like, that's true, that is truth, and that is my heart, but I think I get lost in the idea of, like, why can't I go, Lord, I don't feel your presence, I don't ever say that, I don't ever say that, but that's the truth, though, I don't, there's a lot of times that I don't, but I think it's because, like, like you said, you put it really well, I, th- I look at it as, like, it's like, okay, this is just dutiful as a Christian, that even though I don't feel it, I'm just gonna go do it, but there's a difference between religion and having a relationship with Jesus. And I think the religion is you can get stuck in the idea of like, I don't have to tell him because he just knows. And that's not true because he does know, but that, that's not the mm-hmm. point. He wants to hear you. That's good. <laughs> and so he already knows you're not feeling it right now, but he wants you to tell him because that's where freedom comes. <laughs> so how so for people out there like the freedom? And- because, much like if you're willing to confess with your lips that Jesus Christ is Lord and say it out loud, you know it's real. <laughs> it's the same. It's going to lift the weight off of your shoulders when you can just say it and get it off your, get it off your chest. You know, it's, to me, it's similar. You know, that's why we're called to carry each other's burdens even in life, you know, because when you can finally just say something and get it out, get it out there, you know, there's been so many testimonies over the years of people who aren't even believers, even people who are just, you know, living life without, you know, not believing in God. You've heard, I'm sure you guys have heard plenty of stories going, man, as soon as I just said it, I just felt, you know, like a thousand pounds come on my shoulders. It's like, yeah, man, because in that moment when you finally get it out there, you've released it from yourself. It's mm-hmm. over. It doesn't matter what happens next, you know, and that's the crazy part. It's like <laughs> God already knows what is on your heart. He just wants you to tell him because... First off, he knows what happened. You know, he knows what it's like for us to carry those things by ourselves. Like 
he knows it's not good for us. So yes, even though he knows it, he wants us to do that because mm-hmm. it does make us free. It lifts that weight off our shoulders. And so I think that's something I'm starting to realize, man, is like for a long time, that's where I've been. I've been in a place of just, you know, this dutiful prayer that is good and it is real because that is my heart. But, man, I haven't actually been telling him how I really feel, even though he knows how I feel. <laughs> and uh, that reflects – it's funny, man, because it's almost like a, it's like a direct reflection of how I am with people too because then I go, okay, I can look at that and go, man, if, if that's what I'm doing in my prayers, you know, to God now – and I'm not even saying I saw this myself because I, I didn't. You know, today was a really big help for me. But I'm like that with God, and I'm like that with others. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't tell people how I feel because I see this duty inside of myself of like, no, nah, man, like I love these people, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this on them. I'm not gonna do it. You know, and then in in return, <coughs> you realize that that's limiting yourself. It's, it's limiting me. Because now I'm living out of this weird weight that doesn't have to exist. Okay. It's the same. It's funny. It's the same thing that so many people struggle with, you know. And we think we. It, it's funny, you know. We think we've gotten over that because I know I thought I was. I was like, oh man, yeah, I'm real, you know. And I'm not even saying I'm not real, but how real are we really, you know? Because we carry that crap, man. And like we don't even. It's funny how we can just play this game of like, yeah. You know, well, you know, well, I told him about this, but you know, well, there's this thing over here that you know maybe I don't like to think about, but it's there, it's, you yeah. know, and but you know, I, I well, I want to be a good friend, so I'm not gonna tell them about it because you know, they're gonna, I need them, you know, they need me so they can talk about their life, or you know, and like, it just doesn't make us good. <laughs> it doesn't help because even in the idea you know even in the idea of like I'm not going to tell them so I can be there for them you're not even being there for them cuz you're thinking about that thing anyway so it doesn't help either way you know so that's something that I've learned today and something I've realized for a long time and you know and I'm sure that that also leaks into you know reading and how you know reading has not been clicking with me a whole lot lately you know I can read something and like I can see it and go man that's good stuff. Like that's a good lesson. Like for example, I'm in Proverbs right now. I'm re- excuse me. I'm reading through Proverbs. And Proverbs is so good because it's just so many just nice tangible lessons that you could see and pluck and go, "Okay, I'm going to apply this to my life." But if you're not willing to release, you know, if you're not willing to have a true relationship with Jesus, man, it doesn't matter because at that point, where's your heart? It's not in it and it's not going to click, you know? It's just not going to work. You know, because, yes, you know, that's one thing that I've learned and that, you know, you've you've talked a lot about over the years is, you know, there is there is faith. And when you don't feel it and you still do it. But are you actually telling God that? Are you actually right? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you actually talking to him about it? Because there is a difference. That's the difference between, I think, religion and having a relationship, you know, and that's something that I never realized that just because. I'm sitting here, you know, feeling these this the weight of things sometimes. If I'm not going to God about it and I'm not going to my brothers about it, what the frick am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I maybe it's an act of faith to keep walking in that sense, but man, how much am I limiting my walk by not talking to God about it and by not talking to my to my family, to my brothers, you know? Like I don't know, man. It's it's deep, and it's for some reason I never realized that. Or if I did, I just never wanted to accept that. And so, you know, and that's another thing. 
sorry, I'm going for a while, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm realizing that I have a hard time accepting things about myself that are not good, and that you know that that sucks because now you gotta you know you gotta realize okay that that means that if I'm having a hard time accepting the bad things in me, well, what is that? Well, that's you know that can be pride, that can be arrogance, that can be a lot of things, and you know it's been very it's been very apparent to me lately that I have those issues. And if I'm stuck not being willing to admit these things, once again, how much can I even love others and love, you know, how much can I love God and love others when I'm not even willing to admit these things? I can take the general idea of Christianity and go, yeah, I know I'm bad, but um, I, but, but I'm not that bad. Because, yeah, you know, I find myself constantly having to defend my heart because I think people aren't going to love me because I have this thing about me. You know, <laughs> where's the trust? There is none. So, <coughs> I don't know, man. It's just a lot, you know. There's a lot going on, and when I actually take a step back and look at it, man, like, how can we not? How can I not think that God is constantly trying to teach me? Because He is, <laughs> and He loves me because He keeps teaching me despite my my pride and my arrogance and my, you know, and my constant running, trying to run. <laughs> He's still there. Never changes. So, I don't know, man. That's the beauty in it all, though, you know, and that's the hope. That's the funny part. You know, it may sound like I'm sad, which, you know, yeah, there are parts of me that are sad because I have to, like, you know, pro- you know, I'm almost starting to hate the word process because it makes me, it almost makes it like an excuse <laughs> to not, to not, you know. No, it, it's good to process. It, it becomes a processing if it has an end result. Exactly. And I know my, my, um, oh, what's the word? My tendency, there my tendency lately has been to be using the word processing as an excuse. So it's not that processing is a bad thing, guys. That's just that's just me catching myself because I know I've been using that as an excuse. But I truly want to process. So you know, like that's the hope is that in the process of all this, I can see that God has not moved away from me, not an inch. If anything, he's he's tried to hold me tighter. <laughs> And that's because that's his love. You know, it's unconditional. It doesn't matter what I do. He's not going to take his hand away from me. And uh, that's, once I can fully trust that and believe in that, man, there's going to be so much freedom. And, you know, I don't know if I'll ever get there, but I know I want to. (laughs) So. So one of the things that you said um, had me pondering. So. Having a relationship, right? Religion versus relationship. That's really good, and I agree. What is that, though? What is a relationship with God? What does that mean? You know? How does it... Um, <clears throat> sorry. How does it... How do you know the difference? What's the difference between when it feels like I'm just talking and just reading words versus this this vibrant relationship? Can you even put that into words? I think that you will find yourself naturally wanting to talk to him. But why? Because that you're, it's your spirit. Like your spirit's being fed because like you're actually, you're the diff. I guess it's, it is kind of hard to explain because it almost feels like it's a supernatural thing. That's what I was going to say. I think it is. Yeah. And I think it's okay <laughs> for us to say that because I was thinking, of, you made me think of it. I was like, yeah, it's good. And then I started thinking of people watching and. How a lot of our listeners, not a lot, I mean, some of our listeners are Christians who, who love God, but it's dry and it's empty. Yes. And 
They've been Christians so long, they've stopped even thinking about what the phrases mean. That's why we use that term Christianese. They've stopped thinking yep. about what this looks like. And I think part of the way for it to, to become more real again, to come alive, to feel vibrant, is to understand that there is a supernatural aspect of this that's tough to describe. Yep. So <clears throat> that's what, I mean, honestly, I didn't mean to be a trick question because I was curious what you thought. Because if you asked me that, I would say it's hard to put in words, man. Yeah. I feel, you know, God always holds on to me. His word says, when I put my faith in Christ, Jesus said, I'll never let go of one of these you've given me. Nothing will separate me from the love of God and the height and death, all those things, right? But there's times that I know God has a hold of me because I trust and have faith in his word. And there's times I feel the proximity and the closeness and the relationship. And it's funny because the reading the Bible and the prayer and the community and going to church, you know, in our new day and age, we've kind of gotten away from the idea of these disciplines and even the, even calling it that's kind of this negative connotation. But I wonder if it would be different if you viewed it as um, health, making a relationship healthy. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you viewed it as it's not God demanding those things from you, it's God telling you what you need. Man, that's right? so good, Like dude. a kid. When you're a little kid, you know, I remember my mom saying, you know, like we all hear at school, eat your fruit and vegetables. I didn't want to eat my fruit and vegetables. They weren't as tasty as candy <laughs> but they told me that because they were sharing with me it isn't always about what you want to do or need to do in the moment it's about what's healthy and good for you and it's crazy you know god tells us that he created us so he knows our needs and those things keep us connected to him and i don't know keep the relationship strong you know i think of the the analogy and i believe the gospel of john chapter 14 or 15 i should know this is one of the first ones i wrote in seminary like Right about, but John chapter 14, 15 is where Jesus says, um, talks about the vines, abide in me, hmm. you know, and this idea of this fruit, right? Like we're kind of like fruit attached to this vine. Yeah. And he connects the idea of the fruit's connection with the vine, with our abiding in him. And abiding means rest and, and, but there's something in the analogy, right? Abiding in, um. So a fruit is to a vine, a grape is to a grapevine, as a Christian should be to Jesus, to God. So what do we know about those things? Well, the grape will die if it's not connected. Now, here's the thing. If you pull a grape off a grapevine or whatever it's called, it'll still be edible and good for a while, right? Yeah. And it'll be sweet. It might even get a little fatter for a while. But eventually, it will, it will shrivel, right? You've seen it. It will lose its juice and its flavor. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for us. And I, I sometimes wonder if Christians, uh, we talk about this all the time, let me come back to it, if Christians would, would understand it and stop viewing it as a chore and more as a, it brings life. Gosh. It keeps us connected to life, you know, it keeps us connected to this, to what you say you believe. And, I, and I've said this a million times, I know you've heard it, what I'm about to say next to the people out there, if this isn't real, and that means every part of it, what are we doing? And if it is real, then you have to accept that part. That You have to accept this stuff, what you're saying. You've already said, you call yourself a Christian, you believe a man was God himself in flesh and then died on a cross for the sins of you and me in the world to restore us a relationship to him and then was raised physically from the dead three days later. Okay, and now he has ascended and returned, right? And that sounds crazy because it is. Right? 
But that's what you say you believe, and you believe right. all these miracles happen and all this stuff. So it's like, isn't it funny that in this day and age we try to we try to downplay that? Yes. We try to downplay the supernatural aspect of it because that makes us less credible to the world, I wonder. And then before you know it, we we get we end up confused. I wonder why this doesn't feel real to me. It's like you've taken every part of this that is relationship and made it religion. So Gosh, what made so, me think when you're saying it's something? good, man? Because you're right, though. Like <clears throat> it, it loses substance because you, you you lose your passion, you lose your fire because, like you said, you've just you've taken away all of its power. You know, when you when you settle into this mindset, you just and you take it for like this, like you said, this this religion instead of this relationship, and, and realizing that there's power. There's power in God. There's power in the Holy Spirit and what Jesus did for you. Like, man, you're right. No wonder it feels so it's dry. True. Yeah. You know? And we're saying this, and this, this is the thing. Every Christian out there, I shouldn't say that. Most Christians out there are going, yep, yep, that's true. We got to be connected. And then you're going to shut this podcast off tonight and not, and then wonder why life has no meaning mm-hmm. at some point yourself. Because the truth is you're hearing the words and you parrot back what you're supposed to say. You've been taught the truth. But what I'm learning, and I mean this, is living the truth is different than knowing the, the truth. truth. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so I think it's pretty interesting, man. You reminds me of a verse. The kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Whew, man, what does that mean? Right? Like, really mean. It's not just these words that we're saying, that there is an actual power in it yes okay you know i'm not and i'm saying this this i hope you guys can tell but like i'm not i'm saying it to myself there is a power in this and i like that verse because it's almost like jesus was also saying um i don't just talk the talk i walk the walk (laughs) and i'm not just going to tell you these things as a philosopher or a teacher, though it would be good in itself, right? And to me, it's kind of the difference between no, you know, the other religions of the world, the ones that follow philosophies, because he's saying, I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to show you. I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to empower you, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to transform you. Those are real words, but I just feel like we don't, and maybe it's the human condition, Maybe it's the culture we live in, but I yeah. think we have a hard time living in that because th- part of it is, and I think somebody even comes from, from solid Christians, right? You don't want to go the other way because you can go the other way, and then it becomes this, we've talked about it, <clears throat> the far, you know, let's call it the extreme of no supernatural aspect to your faith to the part, to the point that that's all it's about, and God is just the electricity that powers the house, but you're the one that flips the light switch. Yeah. So he's the juice and you're the one that controls where it goes. It's all about, you know, power. That's and right. Like, you know, and, then, and, if, and if he's not moving, then something's wrong with you. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's just a, either way, there's lies in it. It's so yes. funny um, how we are as humans, man. We, we just, we do that. We just, we want extremes. It's Instead true. of living, you know why I think too? Because it's easier. If we believe in extreme, we don't have to think. Right, We don't have to just come to this place of going, God, you don't make, this is confusing me. And I think he likes us in that place to a degree. 
And that sounds weird because what happens when we're confused? Well, you got to rely on it. Yes, you got to talk. And you got to take each step at a time. Yeah. So that's kind of you know. Anyway, love that you brought that up, man. It makes me think a lot. I know people. Here I am making excuses. We talk about this a lot on this show, or at least periodically. And if you know us personally, if you were to know us personally, we talk about it even more. But I, I genuinely, it goes all the way back to it. And I love when you bring this up. I'm very thankful. Thanks for saying this because it's another thing I need to hear of. This constant reminder of the last six months of, okay, this is real. Yes. That's got to change every aspect of your life. You don't get to just ignore the parts you don't like. Mm. Otherwise, you're a lunatic. You're a crazy person if you're just ignoring the parts you don't like. Mm-hmm. Really, you are, right? I mean, you're a crazy person. Absolutely. Creating your own little weird religion. So. Yep. Yeah, man, it's, a, it, it, it's true, and it's hard to explain to someone. It is hard to explain to someone. But it's right. real. And like, it's real. part of it is, is this stuff you do experience. Right. And honestly, man, that's where, that's where it, it's, it's alive, though. That's why, man. The power and the Holy Spirit, like, it, it's alive. And the reason, and, and I, you feel that the most in those moments because <laughs> you're not, you can't explain it. That's the best part. And that's, that's why I love God, man, because that's how you know God is real. Because when those things happen that you can't explain and the, you can't sit there and go, I don't know why I just did that or why, why that happened. Like, you know, <laughs> that's when you know it's real, man. Mm. And like, you know, I like what you said. You said, you know, people are always going to say that they know the truth, but they can't live the truth. I almost want to get to a point where I say, man, I don't know truth, but I just want to live truth. Because at least it would make me take those earmuffs off that we call Christianese earmuffs. And I would hear it like I heard for the first time again. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of, well, you know, I'd, I've, you know I've heard this, this verse read, you know, 80 times in my, you know, in my walk now. So, you know, it's a good reminder. And I'll, you know, I'll, you know hey, I'll keep it in mind. Instead of going, I don't know this. <laughs> what is this? <coughs> you know? I almost feel like I want to approach it like that now as a Christian. You know, for those of you out there who are, you know, who aren't Christians or if you're, you know, say you're, you know, you just, you know, you were just saved, like, yes, like it's good to go into things not knowing, but you'll, you'll come to find that people who have been Christians for a long time tend to just, it's not as serious to them because they just heard it so many times, mm. you know? So it literally makes you almost want to go, I don't know truth. Even if I know truth, because at the end of the day, what is really knowing truth? Is it knowing it in your in your in your up stored up in your brain, or is it knowing it in your heart? <coughs> because if it's knowing it in your heart, man, then no, I don't know truth, and that's why I can struggle to live live the truth, you know. And if I can, I guess from just me personally, my own walk, like if I can just go, you know, if I can go about life going, no, man, I don't know truth. At least it's going to impact me so that I can move to live truth instead of just acting like, yeah, man, I know truth, you know? Mm-hmm. So I hope that makes sense, but that's just, you know, something that kind of came in my head when you said that was like, man, I almost want to act like I just don't know truth so that I can live truth because it's going to be so much more real to me. Mm-hmm. It's know? actually powerful. Yes. Well, and I think that's the heart behind your idea of this Christianese and taking the earmuffs off. Like, it's the same, you know, that's, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. so, and it's time, you know talking to myself like it's time like I had because all those times I think I you know I'm not the guy who puts those on I do <laughs> put them on way more than I think I do so you know I want to take them off you know I don't know truth and I want it to impact me so I live truth so 
Yeah. You got something there, Funter? Yeah, you did a hmm. And he goes, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it just reminds me of a... Actually, there's two songs it reminds me of. One is a... Actually, let me pull it up here real fast because I have yeah. it on my... I have a Game Day Hype 2. That's Gosh, I had it. I love that. Place. While he's looking, I actually, it's funny that we went like deep and like deep right off the bat because I actually, funny enough, had like a real talk, real sports story for us. Now I'm like, oh, really? this is irrelevant now. Is it relevant? Is that what you <laughs> It is now. Because <laughs> we just went bang, straight straight into the, the, the good and the heavy. and the. <laughs> um, it's a uh, Walk That Talk by uh, Jay Pish, Rapzilla, and it has a bunch of people on that. But uh, uh-huh. Walk That Talk, and there's a, there's a verse. And uh, it, it, I think the phrasing of it is, is why you always, uh, oh, what is it? It's why you always something. You're the black sheep. Aren't you supposed to stand out? Essentially saying that you are, you are blending in with everybody. That's right. But you're the black sheep. You are different now. Yep. You are inherently different. Why are, you, why, are you, why are you trying to blend in? Yep. You're not supposed to blend in. You're supposed to be different. And even like I, that song is so powerful to me. It's just walk, because even the, the whole song is just by walking out to talk. And, and dude, yeah. when he hits with that verse, I was like, "Frick, this is so good." Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it is truth. How many times as Christians do we just allow ourselves to be, eh, all the time? Oh well, I I love Jesus, but you don't want <coughs> to talk about him. Oh well, I believe, but do you really? Because you don't you don't defend him. You don't talk about him. You don't try to tell people about Jesus. There, there's a difference between being upset with leaders of the church and what they've done or even having hurts because you've been hurt by them than going, going, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, there are leaders of the church that hurt people because they're misguided and do things that are not great. It happens. However, the church is still built on the rock. It is still mm-hmm. good. Not all Christians are that way. And it's the ones that are allowing themselves to be stand to stand in the crowd rather than walk that are the ones that are definitely starting to affect the church. In our silence, we have just allowed craziness to happen. Hmm. Todd said a really good thing in our, our talk before. The silence is just acceptance. Hmm. And that's all we've done for the last few years. So Christians that are out there, while you're trying to blend in, it's time to be the black sheep. It's time to stand up. It's time to walk. Mm-hmm. It's time to walk that talk. Ironically, <laughs> yeah, it's good, man. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good stuff. Thanks, guys, for sharing. For real, yeah, helps me absolutely. Me. So even if hey, if it, you know, I did somebody else. If it did me, so yeah, I'm very thankful. And I do want to ask you now because I just realized that that whole time, how are you doing? I'll leave, I'm not going to go too much into it today. <laughs> okay, but I will leave this. I will. I'll tell you two things that I'm genuinely considering. So it's kind of tied to what you said. You guys all know. Long term listeners know. Um long-time listeners, that I have, again, going back to this being real. So because I know it's being real, have you guys ever met someone who's just, like who loves Jesus, right, that's really on fire, right? And then you start thinking, okay, what does on fire mean, Hmm. right? You know that phrase, Christian, they're on fire. So what does that mean? Well, I started thinking, well, clearly on fire means, one, they're passionate. Two, they, they just freely talk about their faith all the time. Three, they're joyful. It's crazy, right? And I said, man, you know, I'm not, why am I not joyful enough? Why, why do I worry so much? Why do I 
if I really believe all this. Now, the answer I give myself and I would tell other people is we live in a sinful world and we're not finished yet, right? We're not fully sanctified. And even though God's going to continue to change us and to becoming more like him, um, it won't be fully finished, right? Right. But I do see these things. And, I, and because I, in the Bible, I see these things. And because I do have to, you know, I'm already to the point where I know I have to believe it all or believe nothing. Okay, that's just bottom line. <laughs> yeah. Um, then I go, okay, why, why isn't life, why does life not feel like it's to the full sometimes using, you know, the verse from John 10, 10. And again, I know he's talking about eternal life, but there's something more there. You know, when you read even the apostle Paul, how did he have such joy? How did Peter, how did the early disciples when their lives were terrible and sucked in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways, how did they have such a joy? How did they have such a trust? Why? Why did they see miraculous things? And I think at the end of the day, what it boils down to is I have to figure that out. And is it my own rebellion? Is it my own sin? Is it, well, that just seems weird. Is it the fact that I focus too much on those things and I'm like trying to attain perfection and not resting? Is it, is it that it's not true? You know, of course you have to consider that. And I don't mm-hmm. believe that because of, you know, I know it is. But all those things, man, just add up to create a situation that is just really fascinating to me, you know? Um, and that's where I'm at. I want, I believe this stuff. And I've seen God move in miraculous ways. And then I start going, okay, the times, you know what I'm learning? I'm going to leave it at this. This is going to probably drop a bomb here. It's odd to me, man. The times that I've seen the most miracles do not necessarily coincide. And I hesitate to say this. With my, hmm, My most, uh, I don't want to use the word holy because I'm holy by Jesus. My most, I don't know. They don't coincide with the times that I've struggled the least with, you know, fighting my flesh. Yeah. You know, being a good Christian. They seem to coincide with the moments when I let go of all of it and I just say, I love you, God. I'm going to do what you say and I walk and I do something. You know what I mean? And I, but truly do that. And there's times when you're doing it out of duty. And I'm saying there's times when I say, no, I'm done. I let it go. And then something crazy happens. And then all of a sudden, before I know it, I grab onto this thing again, or I let people tell me, you know, what I'm supposed to do, and, and not the Bible even first, because it's okay to have people talk to you, because there's people out there, I know a guy right now who's running around this town, used to be at our church, justifying and saying that he is like this Christian who's trying to follow God, and everybody else is holding him back, and I'm like, dude, you are blind. You are not doing anything Jesus told you to do, you know, and I'm not, so I'm not suggesting that. I'm not trying, it's more of... I don't know. It's it's more of a a fierce surrender. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna surrender to you, God, hmm. while doing what you tell me to do with everything I have in me. And but not expecting the results to change because I know that you'll be there for me, and and that it doesn't. You know, some are going. Are you sure it's okay to sin, Todd? Clearly not. <coughs> um, Romans 6 talks about that. That's good. So, anyway, does that does that make any sense? Yeah, man. I mean, it's... I love that <coughs> because in the, it, it kind of goes back to freedom. Like, you're letting yourself be free. You're, you're resting. You're resting in grace. You're resting in God's love. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about, dude. Like, that's it, you know? And I think you're right. Like, we just don't... We don't fully we don't ever fully let go there's a brief moments in life that we have i know i can think of one 
myself, you know, that are, it's very few. But in those moments, like you said, that's when the miracles happen, man. That's when the crazy stuff happens because you just, like you said, it's not even out of duty in those moments, man. You're just doing it because you just love God. Mm. And that's, that's, that's the pure, like that's when it's at its purest, you know, when you're just, when you're just loving God, man. And it's crazy because then you go, like you said, at the, in those moments, you're not even thinking about the results. You're not thinking about how it's making you feel. You're not thinking about anything else besides just, man, just doing it for God. And that's when he gives you the miracles. That's when the crazy stuff, and like that's when he just gives you these moments of just such, you know, people talk about joy. Like, there's the joy, you know. I don't know, man. Hmm. It's so true. Well, that's, that's where I'm at. <laughs> I get it. So, yeah. I don't know, man. It's all real, like you said. That's something that we always talk about in the show. It's, it is real. And, you know, I hope that anyone listening, you know, take a moment for real, you know. Because we come on the show every week and we talk about how real it is. And even, you know, then in the midst of my own journey, I realize that I don't treat it like it's real. <laughs> and so, you know. Take a moment, you know, if, you, if you're a long-time listener, you know, take those, those, those earmuffs off that we talk about and really let it sink in. Because um, I can promise you this, that you'll find freedom if you're just willing to truly listen. <laughs> because I can, Amen. you know, even just in this conversation now, I can, can feel the spirit because I know that, this is who I am in this moment. This is me when I can talk about Jesus. And I just, I don't have to try. It just happens. You know, that's, that's the spirit, you know. And I know there's so many of you who can live a life that feels like you're just trapped in a cage. <coughs> well, that's a good way but you're it. not. <laughs> you just put yourself there and you just sit there because you think that's comfortable or you think that's, that's all life has to offer. It's just not true. So take those earmuffs off and just really, truly listen. Man, just, let, just be free. <laughs> So, yeah, man, good stuff. That's, <laughs> I don't know. All That's right, what... well, I loved it too, man. Um, genuinely, I'm always yeah. switching gears so we can get a couple questions answered. Yeah. Give us your guys' thoughts on any of that. We'd love to know. Are you in the dry place right now? Are you in a place where, if you're honest, man, you, you, you walk in it, but you don't feel anything? And what do you think about that? Mm. Um, and what do you think the, the cause or reason is for you? And, and really, really, really think that. And if you want to give, respond to us and share your thoughts, you can use the link at www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. That's R-E-A-L dash talk. Or if you're watching it on Rumble or YouTube or Facebook, you can drop a comment below. And we'll That's see. right. But otherwise, the main thing we want you to do is just consider it. Yes. You know, for yourself. So, AJ, I'll start with okay. the question today. We've got some good ones. We may or may not get to them all because we had that long, good talk. Yeah. But... Here it is. Do you think our pursuits of our gifts in the church today, and I think they mean spiritual gifts, mm -hmm. and, the, and the obsession of wanting to know your gifts is really just self-idolization? Hmm. Like us putting ourselves before God and Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, so in such a way, I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, in such a way, so let me say this again. Like it's us putting ourselves before God and Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, like, quote, see, I did this on my own, end quote. 
we shouldn't be so focused on our gifts, <coughs> excuse me, but more focused on Christ and just trust he will provide what we need when we need it, right? Hmm. <coughs> I, think, I think there's definitely validity to this question and just the idea that in the pursuit of, you know, finding our gifts that we can kind of make that the point instead of seeing that Jesus is the <coughs> point. You know, I think we can tend to forget that when we put our faith in Christ, we are a new creation, and our gifts are there. Now it's just up to us to actually live out of who we really are. And I think you'll find that the more that you just naturally rest, it's kind of like what we were just talking about, the more that you naturally rest in who who you are in Christ and what and what God's made you to be, you'll naturally, the, the gifts will just naturally flow. <laughs> and it's funny because you probably won't even realize those gifts that you have. You know, it's the moments when you're just trying to make it a point to focus yeah, I think it's, it becomes selfish because at this point you're just trying to figure out like, oh, like what is this special thing God's given me? And I just want to, you know, <coughs> I just want to know now so I can just tell people about it. You know, it's like, oh, well, you're kind of missing the point of that. You know, I think at that point you're just kind of like, eh, you're using it as a, hey, look at me instead of going, look at him. <laughs> so I guess, eh, I guess that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, I, I definitely think... Uh, I don't know. Listen, bottom line is we all want to feel special. And the spiritual gifts in a weird way, based on even scripture, right? Each has a gift that he has for the body, makes us feel unique and reminds us that God sees us individually. So I think there's some sense of it that I understand why, right? It's like, oh, God, you did see me. You did give me something. Sort of right. a proof of, and maybe, and some people, it probably also helps them to know where they want to serve, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I've never been... I've looked into it, but I've never been obsessed with it, you know, and I think it certainly, certainly can lend itself to, again, God's the juice, but I, I am the light switch. That's right. I am the electrician. The I determine yep. where, where this uh, juice goes. So yeah, I think it can be that. And you're absolutely right. I think the main purpose of anything is to do what God tells us to do and, and uh, focus on the two things we 100% know, which is love God and love other people. Because I'll tell you this, agape love, the kind of love God's called us to, is a spiritual gift all believers have. Mm. So we should, we don't even have to wonder about that one. Amen. <clears throat> but, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with excuse me, so sorry to cough in your guys' ears, but there's no, uh, there's nothing wrong with, you know, it's all in the heart. What's your heart behind it? Exactly, yeah. There's nothing wrong with, like, But I think the culture definitely can lend it. itself to that. Oh, definitely can. Absolutely. Good answer, man. I like that. Uh, next question is let me find it real quick sorry guys was it technically a sin for esther to submit to going into the king's uh harem or is that how i say it is it harem yeah okay they knew adultery was a sin because of the ten commandments so even though god used it for good was it a sin i know we were supposed to submit to authority but not if it requires going against god's word thoughts uh yeah so the story is uh king for those that doesn't that want to know from the story of Esther, is there was a king, and he, uh, powerful king at this time, they were ruling over the Jewish people as well, the, mm -hmm. the Israelites, and, um, among others. And he had told his queen at the time that he wanted her to come out. He wanted to show her. He, she was apparently incredibly beautiful. And he wanted her to come out and show her off. Hmm. Some people say what he really meant was come out naked, which is why she said no. Oh, wow. Either way, she said no, so the king said, I'm done with you. And he put out this proclamation that he was looking for beautiful women to mm. possibly be married. So how this would work is 
when a young, beautiful woman got chosen from okay. the lines of people, they would be put into his, I'm so sorry, uh, concubine, like harem. Um, and then from there, they are brought before him, and that's when they haven't been touched. Once he sleeps with them, then they get moved into, I think it's... Is it the harem there? Is that what it... Yeah. The gist of it? Uh, going into the king's harem, yeah. Um, so, no. I uh, Anyway, that's the gist of it. Cool. It's a cool story for Esther, particularly women are always like, oh, the Bible puts down women. This whole book's named after her, and it's a really crazy story of her faithfulness and her courage. Anyway, long story short, this happens. She goes into there, gets chosen, and there's a, her uncle, I believe it's her uncle, is actually saying, hey, this could be really good for our people because this king is really crushing our people. And if you can get into this position of influence with him, yeah, as uh, unlikely as it is, you could really end up saving our people. And it's kind of cool because the main part of the story is like God's faithfulness to his people through faithful people, and he ends up rising her to this crazy position of power, you know, et cetera. So, no, it's, uh, is it a, was it a sin for her? No. I would say for two reasons. That would be like saying if I married my husband, okay, and given this, and I, I We'll get to this in a second. So I married my husband, mm-hmm. and then he went and slept with a bunch of other women. Is that sin on me? No. Um, some people say, well, you, what if you married him and you didn't know that he had a bunch of other wives? Is it your sin? Um, then in this case, now the culturally, in this case, King was allowed to have these concubines, these people that he would have sex with, but he only had one queen. He's really, right? Considered his wife. So... Um, I could look at it from two levels. One, she would be his only wife. Yeah. But the other thing is, you know, when we look at the Old and New Testament, people get stuck on this concept that, like, they're trying to, they don't understand that God worked with humans, humanity, where they're at. You know, after the fall, we became so depraved, meaning so far from God, so evil, so lost, so we didn't know anything. There's thousands of years that went where we didn't have, we had silence from him, right, as far as we know in Scripture. So we got really far off. It's kind of like us. Imagine God trying to come to these people and completely change them. Uh, or like, I don't know. He did things in stages for humanity, which is incredible in his patience. Because remember, he sees yes. it all. So he worked within the confines of the culture. He worked within, uh, you know, each point, each way trying to, to get us to incrementally get closer to an understanding. Does that make sense? Yes. So he's working in the context of their culture. Specifically, that's not on her. In fact, she was faithful because I'm sure she didn't necessarily. You'd have to go read the whole story. You can't look at her through the the eyes of a of a Christian in the 21st century. Yeah, because they could look at us and say, "You're wearing pants. You're you you know." It's funny we kind of we we put our standards on them, but we don't want to put their standards on us. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. You know, are you, if you're a woman, every, are you a horrible, should you be hit and put in a cage because you disrespect your husband publicly? So no, people are trying to, you know, God is working on us and has been working on, I'm not mad that you asked a great question. Sorry. I was just thinking out loud to myself, but I think we got to remember that God worked with people, humanity culturally and revealed himself to them in the amount that they can understand and take at the time. Right, and he has a bigger plan than just that moment. Yeah, does that make sense? Absolutely, and it's beautiful, yeah. like you said, like yeah. like the patience. So no, I do not think that she um, any more than anything else. Yeah, nice. All right, good. Qu- that was a good 
great can't speak that was a great answer man i think uh i don't think i'd have anything to add i mean it's i like the whole idea like you said like god meeting them when they were at and just that patience of like even like blend like like going into the culture and everything because like with it being god like you know he could just make it go like snap change different but he didn't that's that's love it's crazy isn't it really is that's what he does with us now Amen. Meets yeah. us where we're at. Great question, though. I love those kinds of questions. Yes. You know, you're really thinking through our, thinking through our faith. Oh yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how long we've been running. I don't know if you want to do. Oh, any more. I'll do another one. Sorry. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um. I almost feel like, like I said, I took an allergy pill earlier, but even then, I'm still feeling that. I don't know if my voice might sound a little different too. Throughout this whole thing, but I'm, I'm definitely starting to feel it kind of <laughs> on the tail end. <clears throat> um, I will say this um, real quick to kind of back you up on that part, which mm-hmm. is I almost passed out earlier. Did you really? notice that? No. So, so I'm actually really curious to watch this on film. I told you I wasn't feeling good. Remember that time when I was talking? And was, I think it was fairly deep about like faith. I don't even remember everything I mm-hmm. said. Like I know it was true. Like I was there, but then I stood us. Then I sat up, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, dude, when I you're gonna watch this on film later, and I go, <laughs> and there was a moment. If you, I guarantee you, they're gonna see the panic in my eyes. You can go back and watch it. And I was, I almost said, "Cut!" I got, I'm, and then somehow it came back, and now I'm back to normal. <laughs> uh, I don't know, and it's the sickness, clearly. So, oh yeah. Anyway, my phone rang right on this as well. Yeah, I know. So let's go ahead and let's see if we can get ourselves maybe one more. Okay. Um, do you want me to ask it or do you want to ask me? Um, yeah. Let, well, I th- did, who asked the last one? Uh, you? you did. I did? Okay. Uh, oh, I guess it is your turn then. Oh, right? Wait, wait. No, I think I flipped that. Did I just ask? Yes. You asked me that one about Esther. Okay, so it is. We are sick. Yes. Okay, everyone. <laughs> okay. So last question of the day. Wait, so it's me then. Because you asked the question about Esther, right? Or did I ask you? No. Yes. We're both confused. That's what I mean. No, listen. I asked, then you asked. Now it's my turn. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) Have you ever seen a miracle or anything close to it? And then they they put divine experiences, et cetera. If so, please share it. Hmm. It's funny. You know, I think people don't want to, again, I like, it's a great question. To keep it short, yes, I have seen miracles. I've seen miracles in my own life. I can look back and I see how God moved in my own life before I even knew him uh, and how many miracles he had done for me. Uh, I've seen people I've seen people completely change. you know I've seen people's entire mindsets just shift, you know, and I've seen them love when it didn't make sense to the world. That's a miracle. You know, I think a lot of the time people are expecting us, you know, I think people are expecting to see, you know, an ocean split. And even though that did happen, you know, it's kind of like sin, man. It's funny. I think people are not willing to see the idea that because maybe you said hi to that person and it changed their whole lives, that in itself is a miracle just as much as it was when, you know, the Red Sea split. Hmm. I think it's the same thing, you know, just like sin, right? You know, we have... You know, what is the difference in sin between murder and lying? There isn't. It's all evil. It's all bad. Same with miracles. It's all good. <laughs> um, 
and I don't, you know, so yes, I've seen plenty of miracles, you know, and though I don't, though I take them for granted, you know, man, God's always working and he's doing crazy things and we just have to be willing to open our eyes and see it. Um, so, you know, this, you know, the people that, you know, with this church I go to, you know, the remnant, you know, this is the people who are here, man, it doesn't make any sense for them to be able to be so comfortable and talk to each other and just, you know, live life together. You know, that's a miracle. You know, I see so many people who are being brought together whose backgrounds do not intertwine and don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are <laughs> marching, like you said earlier, you know, marching, man, and we're just brothers, and it's just that's a miracle, you know. So, yeah, man, I've seen plenty. Yeah, I, I agree. I love all that. That's that's beautiful, man. Well put. I would say the same thing for me, genuinely. I, and it's you're going to think it's hokey maybe but it's because it's probably not what you're looking for. But I have seen the transformations of people's lives, including AJ here. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's a great example of that. Uh, even fun turn here and some of the things. But, you know, I, I've, I was able to witness knowing AJ before he knew Jesus and yep. after, and it's a miracle, man. He didn't all of a sudden just magic. Like, he didn't go to school and learn stuff. He... It's it. It makes no sense beyond God, mm-hmm. including the character change uh, in myself. You know my story, the miracle of God's goodness and grace. I shouldn't be allowed. I'm serious. I should not be anywhere where I am. Um, this built the. I think you mentioned this, but the you mentioned the building. Did you say that? Uh, no, just the church yeah. in general, but not yeah, not specific, yeah, could, specifically so the building. The there is a legitimate miracle in this building. Um, yes, I, I'll share this quickly. So our our church was. Uh, we were meeting, we met in the evenings, yep. and we would meet at a uh, teen center in um, here in the town that we're in, in Indiana, and we essentially rented that space out for about two hours, eh, a little more than that, probably four hours, four or five hours, considering worship practice, on a Sunday. Yeah. So our entire worship practice happened on Sunday, and then we did worship. We, did a, we do a meal every single week. It's called community time, yep. and it's food. A free meal, like a good meal, and sitting down and just having community. Yes. We did that. And then we did service, and then we did a men's group, and then we cleaned up and we got out. We did that for years and years. Yep. And um, I could tell you, I don't want to take too much time, but it is crazy. So we were in the position we had to leave, and we were down to renting the auditorium at the local high school, which would have been great, but it was like mm-hmm. a thousand, I don't know. It was way, it was legitimately almost 10 times what we were paying. I'll just put it that way, mm-hmm. per month. And we would still only get it the same amount of time. That's right. And then, or this kind of older, broken-down community center that used to be a school, yep. which, again, very thankful for both options, and we were oh, just yeah. down to deciding. Both had a lot of same thing. Like, we'd only get it so much. So much time. Yep. And, uh, man, this guy that didn't go to our church, who's the father of a lady that does go to our church, and while well, he goes to a different church that needed a building, he called us and said, hey, have you guys got a building yet? We said no. He goes. We were that day was the day we were going to sign the contract and decide and pick. The very day that we got this call, this guy calls us, says, "Don't do it. Come talk." And I, long story short, but this incredible property and building we have, um, we got. Not only did they they sell it to us, this yeah. other church who was going, you know, kind of closing down, yeah. moving on, and um, but showed their heart and faithfulness because. They came to our service, kind of saw what we were about, and said they wanted to be a part of ministry because they had a really, really high offer from just like a real estate place. But they wanted a ministry. And anyway, when we went and met with the pastor and stuff, shout out to Teddy if he ever sees this. Uh, love you, man. But he, uh, they pretty much, this property 
we got it for, oh man, a sixth of its actual value. <laughs> and it's only continued to go up, uh, which is a miracle. It's unbelievable. It's, it's a miracle. And I know that sounds, oh, but if I laid it all out even, oh yeah, even how God saved money for us from our own money. <laughs> we, uh, we have an online, had an online giving service. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were, again, church plant growing, moving. And we ended up, what was happening was some of the money was getting like saved somehow. Yeah. We caught it eventually, probably. But it had come to the point where they had kept several thousand dollars without telling us. Somehow we survived because, you know, we weren't out of the building. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, so we had all this money for this like down payment. It was just crazy, surreal stuff. Oh, yeah. So that's just one of the other things outside of people. There's been other things in my life that I, I personally had happen. Um, man, I could go on and on. Maybe that'd be story for a different time yeah or an episode because i've got some but yeah man god still moves and when those moments happen yeah they're cool but they're also terrifying because you go oh my goodness he's yep he's still moving so it's good stuff yeah how man. long have we been going here fun turn i heard he doesn't know just look at the camera oh nice 55 is that is that a fair assessment or are you just throwing out a number okay so we, got <laughs> we can answer a couple more okay uh, right, I think you're up. Yes, sir. So, next question. I, as a guy, was always taught to remove my hat for prayer, that it was a respect thing. Did this practice come from the Old Testament? If not, do you know how, how it came about? Funny enough, I, had, I asked this question a long time ago, too. Uh, yeah. So, um, no, it's not in the Old Testament. There's nothing like that. Uh, the closest thing you can find in the New Testament is in 1 Corinthians, where it tells men that they should have no head coverings in church, right? However, because culturally back then to have a head covering um, was also a, excuse me, respecting for the man, but also sort of a, a woman-specific thing because it tells women that they should have their hair not cut and have a covering, right? It should not yeah. be. And the reason is culturally in that time, doing so meant that a woman was, like, had a husband and respected her husband, right? And mm-hmm. the, long, the simplest thing is having a head covering back then showed the culture around. It was just a cultural thing. And before you go, what is it? What do you mean, Todd? Like, there's lots of things you guys do culturally mm-hmm. um, that they didn't do. You know, the fact that you ex- have your spouses married on Facebook, for instance. Nobody, there's no law telling you to do that. If you do it, you do it. Not to shame you if you don't, but you do it for a reason, right? You're showing right. respect. So that's what it was like. And, and Paul in First Corinthians was saying, hey, he was more than just a head covering. He was saying, you're being rebellious towards God's order. You need to stop. You need to get your heart right. So anyway, that's what it's all about. Yeah. And so it was also saying men shouldn't be like women, women like men, in the sense of rejecting their, they shouldn't, the way the divine design. Hmm. So, um, however, in our culture, that's the only biblical evidence of it, really. But honestly, not, it may have long, may have originally started there, who knows, in America, but what it's boiled down to is now it's mainly a cultural thing. So here's the deal. When you take your hat off, when you're raised, you take your hat off, when people do uh, the Pledge of Allegiance, mm-hmm. right? Culturally, it, why? When people do it, it's a you, you don't have to, but it's a show of respect. Yep. So, men do it for the same reason in church. Yep. And here's where it gets kind of powerful, right? If you know and you're like, in your mind, you do it at a ball game, but you don't do it at church. Mm-hmm. So, culturally, if you show it as a sign of respect, you should probably do it in church, too, because you're showing respect to the people around you that you honor God. Right. So, for good. instance, if I go to you to baseball games in church and I see you take it off at a baseball game and not at church, what does that show me? 
it shows that I I don't respect God. Yeah, at least the same as you. Could, the same as I respect that. the national anthem. Yeah. Now, does that mean you have to? No. Does that mean there's people with with hats on? You know that don't have forgotten to take mine off when I'll I pray. Plenty something. of times. It doesn't too. doesn't mean there's anything with a heart. But yeah, um, you know that you don't love God, and that there's people who do that that don't that that do take it off that don't love God. So there's people that have hats on that love God and people that don't that do. The biggest thing is, no, there's not a biblical mandate for it. It's just a sign of respect. And those still matter. If they matter to you in other times, and like, for instance, you say you've been raised to do that, and now in your mind that is a sign of respect, yeah, then do it proudly. Boom. You know, but there's no no shame or sin in it if you don't. Yeah. You know, God God does look at the heart. That's right. right. It'd be no different than saying someone that wears... Uh, khakis or blue jeans is one of those more holy than the other. Yep. I just called it blue jeans. Nice. <laughs> anyway, jeans. I just called it blue jeans. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Is that our third one? That you fourth. Fourth, okay. Yep, fourth. To be on to you, I don't to answer anymore. Yeah, why not? You know, should be fine. All right, then you are up, good sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just asked me the one about. Uh, about hats. hats, yep. Keeping track for our purposes later. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so let's go to... Um, <laughs> Pondering. Can God read our minds? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God is capable of literally anything you can imagine. Yeah, yeah the Bible even says God... He knows our hearts and minds. Uh, he's not omniscient, omnipotent. He made us. Yeah, you can't hide anything from God. Yep. So yeah, he can read our minds. <laughs> Which, isn't that crazy that he loves us still? Because he knows all that junk sometimes exactly. floating around in there. Yes. But, That's a good question. Yes. That's, and I don't have anything to add, man. That's pretty, pretty simple. Yep. All right. Moving on. Our mega churches kind of played out. Our mega churches kind of played out, meaning they're becoming less popular. They sort of had their uh, fill. I don't know, ran their course. Uh, right. I, you know, I don't I don't know. Um, one, I've never been one that believes every megachurch is wrong. Oh, yeah. I don't believe that. Um, you know, I think that tends to be the smaller churches that complain about the megachurches. I'll say that. Yeah. Now, do I think it's it's being a megachurch makes ministry and being a church more difficult? Yes. Absolutely. It's hard to know people and have accountability and to serve and... But there's some good too, right? You have a lot of resources that you can put toward doing a lot of good. Big platform. Um, yeah, all those kinds of things. So I have nothing against this, uh, man. Churches. Uh, there's uh, a small church can uh, 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 a small church can be just as damaging and corrupt as it were as a or lost as a mega church, and a mega church can be just as beautiful and holy, and uh, and it all depends on their heart and culture, and their That's obedience right. to Jesus. Do they do what the Bible says, right? Is, mm-hmm. is the gospel, the true gospel preached? Is sin and repentance and the gospel preached? Is love shown and accountability and all those beautiful things? If that stuff's happening, then it's a church, right? And it's good. Because the Bible says when God's people get together, where two or three of them gather, Jesus is there. It also says that when the stones assemble, they make the temple. So it doesn't matter how big it is. That being said, just to answer your question from another note, uh, I have heard... I think in general, uh, mega churches do tend to allow the casual Christian, mm-hmm. the social Christian, the person, if I'm honest, who probably has never truly accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, but more views them as a good guy and what you yeah. do. Mega churches make it easier for those people. 
Yes. Right. Um, because they can come in and out and they never get really held accountable. And so right. You don't, they don't really get tested. I will say this. I have read and heard in articles that COVID, as we all know, um, we're below 50%, I think, church attendance for the first time in 80 years. Wow. Uh, that being said, because people haven't went back, it still hits me. What I, I would imagine that mega churches are finding themselves many times pretty hurt, uh, both financially and attendance-wise, not because they did anything wrong necessarily, even, but because a lot of them, a lot of their congregation, a big chunk, is made up of those casual Christians who are mm-hmm. like, "Hey, if, if I have a reason not to go, I ain't going. I'm not going." Right. Does that answer the question? Dude? I think it does. Yeah. yeah. It's so, good. Cool. Yeah, it's all about the heart, man. I like that. You brought that up. Definitely, you know. All right. Well, hey, we got time for one more, AJ. One more. Boom. Bring it. Two. I don't know. I'm crazy. <laughs> um, who would win in a fight between pirates and ninjas? Ninjas. Agreed. Although, do they have cannons? And are we talking 1v1? One v- one v- one? Okay. You know what? Wait a second. Because if you're fighting a pirate, you'd probably think you're out at sea, right? Maybe. I mean, I guess. On the ship, at least. Pirates also. I suppose I... land. Yeah, but maybe... Okay, so I think your scenarios are as followed. The pirates Mm -hmm. have raided Japan. Okay. And the ninjas are fighting back. (laughs) Or the pirates are at dock, and the ninjas are hired as an assassination of the captain and or to steal their goods. Okay. Either way. So scenario one, we're fighting on land. The pirates are raiding. Who wins? Ninjas. Number two, the, the ninjas have struck while the, the ship is docked at sea, and they're on the ship attacking. Ninjas still win. I agree with both. Yes. However... If, you, if you're out at sea, pirates got a shot. Until the ninjas get to the ship itself. If you can prevent yes, them from Yes, if they're swimming getting... to the ship, they're doomed. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, I will say this, however. And here's why I say that, because people are like, they have guns. Dude, if... Old school pirate guns were two things, notoriously inaccurate <laughs> and notoriously dangerous because they would blow up in your hand and stuff. Oh, man. So I don't necessarily think it gives them a huge edge. Not really. So, And plus, they're not going to know the ninjas are coming. No, exactly. So, yes. This Stealth is a, master is very patient. The very beginning of this show, I said, we're going begin, to begin to become more serious-minded. And we just had a fairly detailed discussion on a battle between pirates and ninjas. It was enjoyable. All right. Hey, that's <laughs> it. Uh, unless we have any other simple that's, ones you want to slide in. Uh, let me look real quick. Um, uh, those can both go pretty in-depth, so probably right. not. Well, there you go. There you have it, folks. We thank you so much for being here and joining us. AJ, you got anything to say? Uh, yes. Guys, like I said earlier, you know, really take off the Christian easier muffs and really listen to this episode, you know. Listen to it with a heart that doesn't know, that doesn't know the word, you know, that doesn't know the truth, you know, and maybe you'll you'll rediscover the freedom that Christ brings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's something that I'm going to try to make a point to myself, you know, even after this, you know. I want to live the truth, not just know the truth. And if mm-hmm. that means I have to act like I don't know the truth, then I'm going to do it. Um, you know, take something from this today. You know, really chew on it. You know, have conversations with us in the comments in the link, but also just have have conversations with other people about it too, you know. Don't let this just, don't let anything that you've taken from this by listening or watching, don't let it just be in that moment and then just let it pass. Mm-hmm. You know, really sit, you know, really sit in it and think about it and, you know, evaluate and tell others. 
I think that'll you'll you'll be amazed at the growth that can come from that. So I love you guys so much. Thank you guys for watching. If you are watching from Facebook, please you know like, share, comment on it. Uh, if you are going to share it, please just leave a little blurb. It'd be great. So if someone will be like, oh hey, that's why they watched it. Maybe I like that too, and they can watch it as well. And then before you know it, people are looking at our show and going, hey, look, they're learning about Jesus. That's what it's all about. If you're watching from YouTube. If you haven't already, and if this is your first time watching, please subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll be the first one to be able to watch it. And you'll get notified when we upload. And if you're watching from Rumble, hey, give us a Rumble. Oh, boy. You're making me get dumb. I, I got to do it now. You got anything, Funter? Thumbs up from the Thumbs Funter. Up. That's it for me. They said it perfectly. We love you guys so much. Again, the link is active 24-7-365. If you want to give us a topic, thought, response, you can anytime, any day, any time of day, any day of the week. Right. at www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. If you haven't given us a review, like you said on uh, the podcast particularly, yes. take a second and do that. We hope you guys have a great day. We love you so much, and God bless you.